Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And now from Wallenberg Studios in the heart of Utah, broadcasting from across America, across the fruited plains, from sea to shining sea, and throughout the world, the Wallenberg Radio Network is proud to bring to you The Brian Wallenberg Show. The Brian Wallenberg Show. A conservative take on politics, news, and current events, exposing fake news and giving you the real scoop with a lot of great insights you won't find anywhere else. And now, here's your host, multi-time broadcast award winner. Multi-time broadcast award winner, Brian Wallenberg. And welcome on back to another episode of the Brian Wallenberg Show, live here on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Yep, here once again, talk about politics, news, current events, all the great stories that uh, we have. We do this week after week year after year to a worldwide audience so grateful for everyone who is here and yeah summer is just around the corner what couple weeks <laughs> of course the weather's been great out there probably for most of the country not too hot yet which uh which is, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let's enjoy spring for a while before we get into the oppressive heat. Uh, hopefully the country can have more moisture this summer just to get rid of some of the drought that a lot of the country has been seeing. So it looks like we may be on track for that, which is a good thing, but... Uh, Yep, full agenda as usual, so let's go ahead and get things started. Let's start off by talking politics. It's time for Brian's conservative take on politics. Because being conservative is the only way to be. Because when he's right, he's right. All right, so the debt ceiling agreement is official. The Democrats in the Senate have agreed to this, to the Republican plan. Well, I mean, it, it's mostly Republicans, but they had to negotiate with the Democrats to come to an agreement. Uh, Joe Biden basically was practically forced to sign it to avoid default because if uh, the country went into default, it would have been on him. And he knows it, and the Democrat Party knows it. So uh, just to kind of recap on what's going on, you know, I talked about this last week here on the program that the Democrats wanted a just a debt ceiling raise, like no spending cuts because they want to spend, spend, spend just to create inflation. Republicans really wanted to cut Spending in which this bill has a lot of spending cuts, but Republicans and Democrats kind of had to negotiate just a little bit. Uh, Republicans didn't get all the cuts they wanted, and Democrats had to work to negotiate and accept spending cuts. And they are mad about it, and they're trying to downplay this. And this is what I'm going to get into during this segment here on the program. Um, so let's start off with, you know, did, this is a huge win for the Republicans, and namely Kevin McCarthy, because he's right now the leader of the Republican Party and the GOP-controlled House. So... Yeah, they McCarthy was saying, yeah, basically 
the Democrats, he made the Democrats accept the plan. I, I give a lot of credit to the American people. I give a lot of credit to this Republican Congress. That we never passed the bill. The Senate never passed anything. The Democrats never passed anything. It was only the House Republicans that showed the real leadership of moving forward. But the American people being with us was the fundamental difference of why we now have the largest cut in American history, $2.1 trillion. This president argued the whole time. He wanted to raise taxes and spend more money, all the way up until the last minute, until our agreement. And that's not where the American people are. And finally, he had to wake up because we were not going to budge. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to budge. We have to cut spending. You can't just keep adding to the national debt. The Democrats don't understand that. Okay, this is what's created this bite inflation that has gone on far too long in this country. And the Democrats don't have any plans of stopping. This is why we're so grateful that the Republicans at least took over the House just to force the Democrats to come to the negotiating table and to kind of check their power a little bit. That's why we're so grateful that we have at least some Republican control in Congress. So, it, there is stuff that is in this bill that Democrats don't like. There's a pipeline deal in this bill. And Kevin McCarthy is even saying that the Democrats are on record because they've, they've accepted this spending bill. Okay, it does have spending cuts in it. It also has uh, work requirements for welfare. Um, it slashes IRS funding. And basically just cut spending. So the Democrats are on record of in support of this by signing on to this bill because they are now on record so they can't sit there and yell this isn't good so i'll bring something back tomorrow let's get the rest of the irs agents let's get the rest of the work requirements let's cut more because we are in a big debt this is fabulous governor yeah it's um yeah it's you want to you know have these spending cuts like uh, kevin mccarthy was just saying because we are in a huge debt, and the only way out of it, ask any economist this, to get out of it, we need to have spending cuts. Okay, we have to stop spending. Now, as I've always been mentioning in the past, this happened during the Jimmy Carter administration, because Jimmy Carter was doing the same exact thing. Ronald Reagan came in there, when he took office in January of 1981, they cut and controlled spending and they curved the inflation. Got the economy back on track. That's why Ronald Reagan was a two-term president. And everybody kept it going in 1988 and elected George H.W. W. Bush. So this is going to be a huge win for Republicans if he can keep the Democrats under control and check their power and Americans are seeing what the Democrats are doing. This may hurt the Democrats in the elections uh, within the next decade or so. I mean, it, people don't want to go back to that. As long as Democrats don't cheat, it's likely going to have red wave for quite some time. But we'll have to see how that goes. So now let me get on to these Democrats. Now this is this is the funny thing. Okay. The Democrats wanted just a clean debt ceiling raise. They don't want spending cuts. They just said, "Well, we're not going to budge." Uh, the Republicans are going to have to agree to this because we're not going to budge. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but there's a the thing. Here is 
the thing with that. That didn't happen that way. And Democrats were saying they didn't negotiate. They, they, well, they're saying they didn't want to negotiate. And here is Chuck Schumer, the Democratic Senate Majority Leader, saying just that. Now, McCarthy says he wants to uh, attach certain spending cuts to do this. He will not even say what he wants to cut, and I'll tell you why. He can't pass a plan with cuts. His hard right will demand the kind of deepest cuts that his more mainstream Republicans won't vote for. We're going to win this fight, and it's going to be a clean debt ceiling. Debt ceiling. <laughs> clean debt ce- Well, Chucky boy, that did not happen that way now, did it? Uh-uh. Your Democratic Party kind of lost. They were forced to the negotiating table. They were forced to have spending cuts. Now, it wasn't a clean sweep for Republicans because they didn't get all the the cuts they wanted because you have to compromise. You know, right? The Republicans want to have a lot of spending cuts to to, to just the necessities. I mean, there will be some spending. Just cut out all the necessary garbage. Get inflation down. Democrats wanted to spend like there's no tomorrow. Well, in order to reach an agreement, Democrats had to agree to spending cuts. And on the flip side, Republicans didn't get all the spending cuts they wanted, but they got mostly just to get it to where they can agree. And since the Republicans took over the House, the Democrats had to work with the Republicans. And they've actually done a pretty good job negotiating. They passed quite a bit of stuff since January. And it all ended up being bipartisan. And that's a good sign. You know, there's most moderate Democrats were the ones that were working with the Republicans. Now, the far left wasn't. But that's fine because the far left is a small, well, it's a small minority of the country. And it's also a small minority of Congress. If you can get the moderates to agree with Republicans and work with them, that's that's all you need to pass stuff. You don't need this far left. The far left can just die. (laughs) They can just say, oh, well, they'll be in a little party of their own. They can sit off to the side and let everyone else basically go around them. They can just sit there. But, uh, you know, before we go to break, let me get this audio clip in here now. Um, After it was passed, see, because you heard Chuck Schumer a minute ago saying this is going to be a clean sweep. The Republicans are going to totally lose us Democrats. Yeah, we're just going to control it and it's going to be our way. (laughs) They had to negotiate. And then Chuck Schumer had to have a press conference and make an announcement. And he had to put some lies in there. And I'm going to play it and I'm going to correct his lies. So check out what old Chucky boy had to say. Are feeling very good tonight. We've saved the country from the scourge of default, even though there were some on the other side who wanted default. Uh, no. Chucky boy. I got to come up with a nickname for him. But no, Republicans did not want default. Republicans had this plan all along. It was hectic to get the Democrats to decide. But Republicans had a debt ceiling plan for a long time now to raise it but have spending cuts. No, Republicans did not want default. That's just their stupid cover-up. Wanted to lead us to default. Uh, no. I'm going to play that again. No, it, it didn't, that, that, that's not the case. Check it out again. They're feeling very good tonight. We've saved the country from the scourge of default, even though there were some on the other side who wanted default, wanted to lead us to default. Nope, not true. We may be a little tired, but we did it. So we're very, very happy. Default was the giant sword hanging over America's head. Yep. 
but because of the good work of President Biden, as well as Democrats in the House and Democrats in the Senate, we are not defaulting. Uh, what about giving uh, the Republicans credit? After all, this was the Republicans' plan, and it's been for a long time trying to get uh, Democrats to sign on to it. See, so he gives all the credit to the Democrats, but it was the Republicans that did most of the work to make sure we didn't go into default. Gosh, this guy is just unbelievable. Democrats said from the start, we must take default off the table. So did Republicans. For a long time, Republicans, many Republicans in the House resisted. Ha! House Republicans were ready to take default hostage in order to pass a radical, hard-right agenda. What? Radical, my butt? Are you kidding me, Chuck? That never could have passed with the American people. <laughs> no, it won't pass with the far left. But a vast majority of the country, like 80%, like it. So tonight's outcome is very welcome news for our economy and for American families. I thank my colleagues for the good work tonight. I commend President Biden and his team for producing a sensible compromise under the most difficult of circumstances. No, it was not President Biden who proposed a compromise it was Kevin McCarthy. Oh, my gosh. This guy is just unbelievable. Oh, look, in the, we get to be saved. You don't have to hear from him. It's time for a break. First break of the program. I'm just getting started, folks. Got a lot more great stories coming your way, and we'll continue with that in one minute when I come back. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Welcome on back as we are continuing another great episode of the Brian Wallenberg Show. Yeah, we're just getting started here, folks. So, yeah, before the break, yes, a debt ceiling bill has been approved. It has been reached. Uh, Joe Biden had to sign it in the law. Although it's, we're going to be on track to curve inflation because it has a lot of much needed spending cuts the nerve of chuck schumer calling us a radical right are you kidding me radical my butt we want to save the country from the domestic terrorist party which is the democrats calling us radicals well it's the radical far left that wants to keep inflation going Anyway, all right, uh, enough of him for now. Let's get on now to our next story. People often make a lot of mistakes that seem kind of, well, you know, stupid. So we prepared this segment called, What Were You Thinking? Okay, I've been mentioning the last couple episodes about... Anheuser-Busch and Disney and such companies, Target, that have kind of gone woke. They've been pushing LGBTQ agenda on children. Okay, well, 
there's a thing here. Okay. I'm going to get to the bottom of what really did it for Target here. Um, although June is Pride Month. I don't know why they need a Pride Month, but apparently we're in it. Um, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I don't care. They can have Pride Month all they want. I'm not into that. But, okay, it was... Now... I'm going to play this audio clip here. It's uh it's going to be let's see here. Yeah, Fox News interviews former Target vice chairman Gerald Storch on well on the Target stock it's been going down by like what 12 billion or so because of Pride merchandise. And it was one item or a couple of items that really did it for him. And you're going to hear that in this audio clip. And it's because it's like children's merchandise. Now, if people want to be gay, that's one thing. Um, Pretty much all stores have some type of pride section. But it's when you push this on children and selling children's clothes where it's like, you're encouraging children to be gay. That's what did it. And that's what is hurting these businesses. I mean, it's because Americans are getting sick of it. Stop grooming our children to be gay. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. You're going to hear Fox News interview former Target Vice Chairman Gerald Storch. Missing the Target. Target's fall from grace continues as the company faces massive backlash against their Pride Month collection. The retail giant's market value plunging nearly $13 billion since the controversy started mid-May. Wow. Now, one Target employee speaking out saying, quote, our teams feel left behind. It doesn't matter which side you're on. You now feel like people are making decisions without our best interest. Joining us now, former Target vice chairman, Greg Storch, he, he also... Gerald Storch. Uh, now has Storch Advisors. He's the CEO of that company. And he joins us now. Greg, uh, Gerald, uh, excuse me. Thank you for ah. being with us this morning. So, Gerald, as you look at this and you see um, you see Target's decline, it's, uh, what is it, almost more than $12 billion in market value off of a market cap of 74. So we're talking about a significant percentage. Yep. In two weeks' time. That's what happens. When you go woke, you go broke. Just ask Disney. What do you make of it? Look, uh, Target stock has certainly been performing poorly off 11% a year to date. Yep. So that's not good. And certainly this boycott and the whole issue here isn't helping. It's very distracting to have that going on in the business. But there are more fundamental concerns with, uh, with the environment, with the consumer, and with the business here. Target's decline in stock value actually began on May 18th. What happened on May 18th? That's the day Walmart reported 7% gain in Comstore sales. Mm. On the prior day, Target had reported flat sales. So you have flat at Target, up seven at Walmart. There's no way that comparison looks good. The consumer right. is feeling very stressed, very stressed by the environment, by the by inflation. And Target is known as the upscale discounter. So it's not good to be the upscale discounter at a time when the consumer doesn't have a lot of money to spend. So they're migrating more to so, Walmart, and that's uh, a huge uh, problem. Gerald, and I, and I appreciate that there are fundamental concerns. There are, there are foundational concerns underneath this boycott, but I don't think we can overlook at least the contributing factor of this boycott, especially in the broader economic climate of what we've seen happen to, for example, Bud Light, where sales have not come back for Bud Light. Nope. Uh, not significantly, at least in any way. And, and you're talking about a pretty acute drop in target market value timed with this big cultural move. So my question to you is this, the Spud Light boycott, it has seen to, it, it's sticking, it's resilient, it's, it's not going away. No. Do you expect something different for target? Yeah, actually I, I do. Uh, again, while there's no doubt the boycott is part of the problem, if you read the analyst reports about target during this period, and the analysts keep in mind, are related to the investors who are the ones who are buying big amount of stock or in this case probably selling big amount of stock they're more concerned with the fundamental business issues they mentioned this issue a lot of them do and they're watching it very very carefully they want to understand what the effect is going to be on the sales no doubt about that but i really expect this to fade over time keep in mind 
that all wow. of Target's competitors, all of them, have pride sections. Walmart has a pride section. Uh, Macy's, Kohl's, you know, that's been well well uh, spoken about uh, recently. Uh, J.C. Petty, Macy's, Macy's stock is down 25% year, year to date. That's because consumers aren't buying apparel in this environment. Right. So I expect it to fade. You know, they, they certainly didn't handle this well, either going in nope. or trying Can to deal I... with it on the way out. But it's, I think over time, this is not going to be a big issue for them. Well, and, and we'll find out. Time will, time will tell the truth on that. And, sure. and I think it's a very fair point that you make about competitors. I don't know that all of them, I, I sincerely, I do not know whether or not those other companies had tuck bathing suits and so forth. No. Having a pride section You're, is one thing, but having certain merchandise yep. is what really, sure. and also in correlation in relationship to what children's stuff, that seems to be the line that's been, been crossed. Really quickly, I want to, I see you want. Yeah, see. That's what I was saying. It's the children's clothes that did it. And tucked bathing suits. It's certain items. To speak, and I want I want to hear your last point no, on this. What would you have done? Like, I, I'm curious, you know, would you, would you have done these? You kind of in a catch-22. Like, you get a boycott or you get, you get protested by the Pride supporters. If right. you don't do it one way, if you do it the other way, you seemingly lose the mass consumer audience. Look, I've never seen a case for one item, that tuck swimsuit. That's really what made the difference versus the competitors. That's yes. where the big mistake was made. Now, going out of the problem, you have to show love. I know that sounds kind of funny, but, you know, forgiveness and love, that's part of America, and that's what you have to do. I had a problem like this at Babies R Us where we had a contest where the first baby of the year would get $20,000. You know, people were up in arms. Because guess what? The first baby of the year was born to an undocumented immigrant. And they didn't have a tax ID or anything. And people were, oh, God, you can't give it to them. You have to give it to them. Figure out a way. You know what we did? We gave it to two babies. And we put out a giant press release. We yeah. love all babies. Okay, yeah. Okay, love babies all you want. But don't make pride clothing for babies and children. That's what did it. Now, I see the pride section at other stores, including Walmart and such. You can have certain things that's fine, like, you know, baseball caps or, like, little flags and stuff. But don't overdo. Don't put everything pride, including kids' stuff, and market it to kids. That's what... See, Americans are are getting sick of it. They're getting tired of the far-left radical agenda of grooming our children... To be gay, and that's what did it, okay? That is what's doing it. Uh, see, the Democrats are mad. You know, they're, they're, they're mad about these boycotts. See, they're the ones that started cancel culture, right? They canceled culture. They canceled George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and all the great Americans, and... Uh, cancel Mr. Potato Head because it wasn't gender neutral. Cancel pancake syrup because it's racist. and All the bizarre things which the Democratic left is up for. But Americans are boycotting Disney, Anheuser-Busch, and now Target. Because they're groom, trying to groom our children to be gay. Okay. That's what we're canceling. But it goes against the Democratic Party. So like, oh, we don't like it. Uh, cancel culture only works when we do it to cancel great American things. Like Abraham Lincoln. That's just... That's just the hard Democratic left for you, but, um, yeah, so that's all it is. I mean, Target, can they rebound? Probably just get rid of the items that are causing the problem and stop doing this. It's not going to be good. Okay, before we go to break, as we talk about this, uh, targeting minors stuff, which is something that we don't want to do. Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, he's obviously running for president. He's probably going to be second in the polls under Trump. I haven't seen any polls as of lately. But he's been a great conservative leader. He is 
combating wokeness, and it's doing wonders for him in his state of Florida. Conservative is winning down there big time. And as he combats wokeness, he says that, yeah, if some adults want to do certain things, it's fine, but don't bring children into it. And here's him saying just that. You know, it's interesting what, what some of them did. They canceled some of these things because there was a law that was passed that said you can't bring minors to sexually explicit performances. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm not saying the average gay person wants to bring minors. So it's odd that those groups were citing that law as being a problem. Look, adults can do, you know, what they want. But to have kids, an eight or nine year old kid in some bar where they're doing a sexually explicit performance, that's wrong. So we made sure in Florida that those establishments are going to be held accountable uh, and that they have a responsibility to ensure that these young kids don't end up in those establishments. We used to always agree with that. And now it just seems like there's an effort to try to bring kids into some of these things and in Florida you know we want to make sure that that's not an issue here uh, adults can do adult entertainment but but leave the kids out of it and I think the vast majority of people um, in Florida are very happy that we did that yeah it's because vast majority of the country they don't want this stuff marketed to our children as you heard Governor DeSantis saying that yeah there are some people on the far left that want to bring and expose children to this kind of stuff but like I said, that's just the woke, far-left Democratic agenda. And that's what uh, great American patriots are fighting for, or fighting to stop. And most of Americans are clinching onto that. It's just the far-left, radical left that uh, sees differently. Anyway, time for a break, second break of the program. Lots more to go, so stick around. I'll be back in one minute. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And welcome on back. So grateful for everyone who's listening from wherever you're listening from across America and throughout the world. Uh, so grateful that uh, everyone has chosen to listen to this show. This is where, as you've been hearing this uh, for the past half hour, this is where you get the real scoop, the whole scoop, nothing but the scoop, uh, weeding out fake news, exposing fake news, uh, exposing what's going on and who the problem is and who is the ones trying to solve it. So, yeah, grateful for everyone who is listening. Shout out to basically everybody who listens to this program throughout the world and across America. Yeah, so great to have you along. So, yeah, anyway, let's continue on. And speaking of the problem, let's talk about those pesky Democrats. We all know Brian is conservative, but what are the liberals up to? No good. Find out here on Democratic Chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's always they're up to no good. Anybody who's been paying attention to American politics know that they're just not up to any good right now. So, um, and let's see, the leader of the Democratic Party, it's nah, not exactly Chuck Schumer. Well, supposedly it's Joe Biden. Now, there's been rumored that other people are telling him what to do and basically running the country, using him as a puppet. Um, because this guy is demented big time. He can't think, he can't 
basically do anything. And Bill O'Reilly, great conservative show host, tells us just that. So President Biden's getting worse, and it doesn't give me any joy to report that. But there is no question, if you watch him yourself, you'll see it. You can see it. Okay, but behind the scenes, the White House staff knows he is in steep decline. And he's not going to get any better. He has to be supervised all the time, either by his wife or by staff members flanking him. He just can't wander off because he would wander off. (laughs) Um, And we've seen that a couple of times on video. He cannot articulate thoughts without a teleprompter. He has to read. He can read and recite, but he cannot think and verbalize. Of course not. And that's why he doesn't hold many press conferences. Yep. Now, this is a dangerous situation for America and Mm -hmm. for we the people. He's the leader of the free world, and the free world knows what I just told you, that he's in decline. So people like Macron, for example, under Trump, never would have gone out as he did last week and said, you know, Taiwan's an American problem. We're not going to we're not going to get involved with that. That never would have happened had the United States um, been run by a strong president. Right. But Biden, you know, when they destroy a drone over international waters in the Black Sea and the president of the United States doesn't say anything to the Russians, not a word. And then three days later, they decorate the pilots that destroyed the U.S. drone. And you get nothing. That's frightening. All right. So Mm -hmm. this is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. President's in Ireland, as you know, but there's no press access to him. I've never seen this on every foreign trip. um, There's a press conference. I mean, what are you doing and who are you talking to? No, not happening here. Yeah, it's just because, you know, Joe Biden, like, Bill was saying Joe Biden just cannot articulate any thoughts. He's just, he's all goofed up. And, of course, anything that Joe Biden does and the far left does is exercise their radical far left agenda. Far left agenda. And he wants to give illegals uh, IDs. Check this out. Okay, so the Biden administration, instead of stopping or trying to stop all of this unbelievable illegal migration, they say, you know what we're going to do now? We want to do, we're going to give them all IDs. Why? So if you're an illegal immigrant, the Biden administration wants to give you an ID. Why? So you can access Housing, health care, transportation, other benefits paid for by the American taxpayer. Mm-hmm. So illegal migrants can get all this stuff. Even though their cases are not adjudicated yet. That's what the Biden administration wants to do. Of course, that would cost billions of dollars. And it's going to be billions of dollars that won't happen because of the spending package. This is... Why the Democrats want to spend, spend, spend. And he also wants to give them IDs so they can vote in the elections because they'll vote Democrat. See, that's the only way they can win elections is by cheating and having them having them uh, vote and vote Democrat. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But we know that the Biden administration is lying when they say the border is secure. Now, Trump had the border secure. Democrats want it wide open so illegals can just flood our country. Give them IDs and then they can vote. And Kamala Harris sits down with Chuck Todd on NBC and lies about it. Check it out. We're going to have 2 million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border uh-uh. in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. Ha! 
but there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix no given the deterioration that happened over the last four years what so you're gonna blame so so you're gonna blame uh trump administration for that that is not uh the case how the audacity to blame trump for it in our administration but there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix given the deterioration that happened over the last four years deterioration bull crap donald trump had that border secure i mean the wall wasn't finished but it was basically secure deterioration that happened after biden took over so that's a lie okay but uh joe biden had another fall right this guy had another fall because he's just he can't walk he's well he's 80 years old he he's got dementia so he had another falling i mean i know he fell going up the stairs one time going up to air force one but yeah he had another falling and trump and sean hannity talked about that and basically told the truth and just yeah and also made fun of Joe Biden for falling. Check it out. I want to start with the current president. Um, did you see the video of when he fell? Yeah. And did you see the video? He actually said, uh, by the way, I met with, um, who are those guys that are going to fly over shortly? Yeah. Yeah, that's your president uh, right not, now. Not too good. It's sad. It's sad. It's not, you know, it's... Uh, they're representing, we are all representing the country. You've become president, and uh, you're sort of not allowed to do that, but it's happened. It's happened, and it's happened pretty badly. Uh, we won't go into it, but we all know the ones, and they, uh, they count those acts, you know? They never forget. But that was a bad fall. Yep. That's a bad fall. And it's like uh, Trump was saying, I mean, if you're, if you're that in bad shape, you shouldn't really be running the country. This guy... Is just definitely not fit to run the country. And of course, they talk about it, but then a reporter or somebody in the audience at a speech had to inform President Trump that Biden fell. Check it out. He did? He just fell on what stage? He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Yeah. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Yeah, you know, especially for, you know, an 80-year-old guy who's supposed to be our president. But yeah, it was a commencement ceremony in Colorado where he fell, Air Force Academy. Okay, so let's see here. want to get this one more story in here before we go to break, as long as we're talking about the uh, pesky Democrats here. Now, Minnesota, you know, my home state's always been a conservative, not, I'm sorry, not conservative, but a swing state. It was a swing state. Lately, it's been swinging a lot towards the left. And Minnesota is a beautiful state. Um, the thing about that is that the Democrats have been running it too long and... The far left, radical left agenda is turning that state 
I'm trying to say that. it's just it's almost like they're trying to turn that into California. You know, things that the Democrats support, you know, high crime and low quality of living and such. So there's some radical left laws that have been passed in Minnesota, including a new Minnesota law letting ex-felons vote in elections. It's going to take effect. So the new law that uh, restores voting rights to people who have left prison, it's going to allow them to vote. So it's the largest single act of enfranchisement in over 50 years for the state. Um, you know, so when dozens of people were wearing purple shirts, this was at a, a at a event where they announced this bill. So it's called Restore the Vote. You know, a lot of uh, Democrats clapped and cheered. So the new law allows people with uh, felony convictions to vote as long as they are not currently incarcerated. It expands voting rights to at least 55,000 people. It's a lot of ex-felons for that state. Uh, so that's enough to kind of keep that state going towards Democrat. But we just need the rest of the state to get off this far left uh, agenda and stop swinging to the left and realize the Democrats are out of control. Most people are doing that. Most swing voters are like that. The Democrats know it. That's why they want to try to get as many ex-felons to vote as possible. Now, you might think that aren't some of these felons going to vote red? Probably not because the Democrats, they suck up to certain groups of people. Suck up to the African American community. Uh, Democrats are criminal coddlers. So felons might vote Democrats. Illegals will vote for Democrats because the Democrats are the ones that want to give them money and everything lgbtq the democrats not only stick up for them but worship them and they want to groom our children just to appeal more to them so these groups of people will vote democrat but for the rest of americans you gotta realize hey this far left agenda will not work this biden inflation and everything, and vote, and vote red. That would still be in the majority of the country. We just got to get Minnesotans and other great swing states to get on that and start next year. We can win this fight, folks. Everybody just needs to get on it. So anyway, need to get on this commercial break, our last break of the program. Be back in one minute. A couple more great stories to go, and we'll do that in one minute as I come back. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. Politics, news, and current events. We do that better than anyone. Great news stories. Great insights. You're listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show on the Wallenberg Radio Network. And welcome on back. Final stretch of the program ahead of us. We're nearing the end of the episode, but not over yet. Got a few more... Great stories for you. Um, some, you know, some of the last ones, but definitely not least because they are great stories. You know, every story I do on the program is awesome. 
Of course, I can't do everything first. Got to put them in some type of order. So that's why I started with politics, then uh, the wokeness, Democrats, and great American patriots, and people who do great things for our country. So yes, time to talk about them. Great Americans will do whatever they can to fight for freedom in our republic. They are American patriots at work. Okay, with the election coming up, uh, several people have announced their candidacy, including a few people on the the, the Democrats, basically. One in particular I want to talk about because I think he deserves some recognition. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He is the nephew of uh, former President John F. Kennedy. Um, So just like his uncle, he is a member of the Democrat Party, but very, very conservative. Somebody who should be running as a Republican. Of course, the Democrats don't like this guy because he's not far-left radical. I think if uh, we're going to have a Democrat president, it should be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I think it would be awesome. You know, not just that he's related to uh, John F. Kennedy, but just this guy has his head on straight. So the Democrats, obviously, yeah, like I said, they don't like him, but... And also, because this guy comes straight out and he tells everybody the same thing that I've been saying on this show for the longest time is that the Democrat Party these days has gone too far left. Way too far left. The Democratic agenda is not what it used to be. It is anti-American. It is destruction to America. That's why I sometimes refer to the Democrat Party, the American, well, not an American about them, but the domestic terrorist party. And I like how Robert F. Kennedy comes out and says, now, this guy has trouble talking. His voice isn't very well. Um, but he's a great leader and a great person, even though his voice doesn't sound very good. But yeah, he comes out and just flat out puts down the Democrat Party. I feel like I'm losing my country. I feel like my party has uh, gone off the rails. It's become the party of war. When the Democratic Party was always skeptical about war, it's become the party of censorship, which is the exact, it's antithetical to the entire definition and tradition of liberalism. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, like he says, it's the party that, of, Terrorism and liberalism and wokeness. Anti-American. But why is this guy running as a Democrat? Then that's the thing I I don't get. He should be an independent. Run as a libertarian. This guy's name big enough. He'll become a major candidate. Great third party person. Um, You know, I don't know. Or maybe, just maybe... This guy is running for president, and if he become if if he becomes a nominee, which I think is going to be far better than Joe Biden, if this guy becomes a nominee and or president, he just might be able to set the example and turn the party around. Maybe that's his agenda. It would be a great one if uh, that's what he does. Okay, next up. Okay. Um, We know Hunter Biden is under federal investigation. And we know that the FBI director is basically working for Joe Biden. And they're sneaky. The FBI is hiding certain documentation they may have on Hunter Biden and everything else. 
But you know what? Republicans aren't going to stand for that. Namely, because of what they're doing to Donald Trump with this indictment crap. So Kevin McCarthy says, we're not going to play this game. We're going to subpoena this document and we can hold the FBI director in contempt if they do not surrender these documents. Comer subpoenaed the document that he's requested. We have jurisdiction over the FBI, which they seem to act like we do not. I personally called uh, Director Ray and told him he needs to send that document. Today is the deadline. So let me not just tell you, let me tell Director Christopher Ray right here, right now. If he misses the deadline today, I am prepared to move contempt charges in Congress against him. We have jurisdiction over this. He can send us that document. We have the right to look at that. Republicans and Democrats alike in that committee. And if he does not follow through with the law, we will move contempt charges against Christopher Ray and the you FBI. Know what he says, they are Mr. not Speaker? above the law. Yeah, he's not above the law. So it's great that the Republicans are taking a stand against this kind of stuff. We need to fight the Democrats. This is the only way we're going to win and take our country back. They want to sit there and have these phony indictments on President Trump just to keep him from running because they know he can beat whoever the Democrat candidate is and turn the country around and FBI wants to do the bidding of the Democrat Party. No, we need to fight against this. And I'm glad that Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the GOP is going to fight against this Democratic wokeness. So that's good to hear. Uh, Next up, oh yeah, this one's a good one. (laughs) This is going to be a great clip I got. Now, with Ron DeSantis running for president, he talks about the books that are being banned in, in Florida, in schools. Now, the Democrats are making it sound like they're banning everything and great books for our children. But no, the only books that are being banned are sexual, sexually explicit books, stuff that shouldn't be in schools, especially elementary schools anyway. So that's what's being banned. But the Democrats, no matter how much Republicans say that, Democrats are sticking to, oh, you're banning everything. And we have a uh, a heckler at one of his speeches call him a you know, effing bassist for banning ex- sexually explicit books. And you hear the governor say this, that it's just those books, but he's still called a effing bassist. It's unreal. Check it out. Parents have a fundamental right to direct the education and upbringing of their children. The school systems are important, but they're there to support the community. They're not there to supersede the rights of parents and what they think is appropriate. And so we've enacted protections for parents, such as curriculum transparency. Yeah. So that they have a right to know what books are being used and what curriculum is being taught to their kids. And unfortunately, there's bad stuff that's getting into the schools. There's pornography that's getting into the schools. So the parents have had to blow the whistle in Florida. Here it is. They've had to, they've had to, yeah, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're not going to let people like them impose this agenda on our children. I can't believe she called him a fascist because he wants to ban sexually explicit books. You heard the governor say that's all they're banning is sexually explicit books. That's it. That's all they want to ban. And he's called a fascist for that. Well, because he's interrupting the Democratic hard left agenda of Imposing this agenda on our kids. Unreal. But we're so grateful for patriots like Ron DeSantis that will stand up to this. It's like I said, we need to stand up. All Americans 
need to stand up to these far-left Democrats and their woke agenda. We all need to stand up for this. And I'm not saying violence. I'm not saying fight, like violent. I'm just saying just stuff like this. Make sure laws get passed that, you know, prevent this kind of stuff. Uh, make sure your voices are heard. Make sure Democrats don't cheat in elections. Get the word out of what's going on. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. You don't have to be violent. All right, and... Finally, we have one more great story for us. People do a lot of things that are just too hard to believe. So we've prepared this segment called... Seriously, you've got to be kidding me. All right, and there's one person who... Um, was supposed to be fighting for what's right, but... Once in a while, somebody, you know, gives in, right? And it's not tough enough. So we have a Blue Jays pitcher who apologizes for posting a video calling Target and Bud Light's agenda evil. Now, we know that they're, this woke agenda is evil, all right? They're targeting children to impose gayism on them. So, yeah, that is evil. So, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass um, is in his organization's doghouse, basically. Um, so, he's not having a horrible season. He's not in trouble... For off-the-field issues either, but he's in trouble because uh, he does not—he doesn't cater to the LGBT ideology. So on Monday, uh, Bass reportedly posted a video on his story um, in which someone pushed back on Target and Bud Light's gay pride campaigns. So within the video. Uh, he's just calling them their agenda evil. And then you had to apologize for it, which I I wouldn't want to do. So it says about why he was why Christians have gone boycotting Target and Bud Light and any other corporation pushing back on the far left agenda. He says this is evil, this is demonic, and we won't stand for it. And he says we're not going to these stores anymore and give them any of our money. So he got a lot of heat for it. And he gave in and had to apologize for it. I'm not sure if he was forced to do it. But he had to do it. And that, and that kind of sucks. I mean, it's just like he has a right to speak his mind. He has a right to say certain things. And especially since he tells the truth. Far left radicals say, no, you can't speak out against us. So this guy had to apologize for it. Just like I'm calling their agenda evil here on the program. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I will not apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize for anything I say on this show, as long as it's the truth. So, shouldn't have to do that. I'm sorry this guy had to give in. But, yeah, that's just what the world is coming. I guess we can't win them all, but we should be winning everything. We need to fight back against this wokeism. That's the only way we're going to take our country back, folks. So, anyway, thanks so much for joining me that's going to be it for this week i'll be back next week with an all-new episode of the brian wallenberg show check me out on social media brian wallenberg show on facebook send me a tweet 
all that good stuff. Tell a friend about the program. So grateful for everyone who listens to this program. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to The Brian Wallenberg Show. It's no wonder why Brian has a worldwide audience. For more information about Brian and this radio program, head on over to www.brianwallenberg.com and click on Brian Wallenberg Show. This program is available on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other great podcast sources. Check out our website for a complete list and for contact information. Join us next time for another great episode here on the Wallenberg Radio Network.